Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four. In today's episode, we are introducing a series called Stepping into Leadership. This is a captivating series that delves into the inspiring stories of individuals who have taken the courageous leap into leadership roles. Each episode invites notable guests from various fields to share their personal experiences and insights on what motivated them to step into leadership and the remarkable transitions they underwent in their journey. So tune in and let's think into leadership empower you to take that transformative step towards making a difference in your own sphere of influence. Episode four is the first in this series. We are discussing stepping into leadership with Veronica Ahrens, the author of the book, Teams Are Not Born Excellent, They Become Excellent. Veronica has taken the courageous leap into many leadership roles and shares her personal experiences and insights on what motivated her to step into leadership and the transition she underwent in this journey. Enjoy! Welcome to our show, Veronica. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here with all of you. Thank you. Glad to have you here. So a little bit about Veronica. Uh, Veronica has begun her work as a manager in the fitness market, becoming an executive director of one of the biggest Pilates companies in Brazil. She made a career transition in 2009 becoming a specialized consultant in the designing and delivery of training in leadership development, having conducted projects in Brazil, the United States, Portugal, France, and Italy. And she, as I mentioned, she's the author of the book, Teams Are Not Born Excellent, They Become Excellent. She has pursued diverse backgrounds around the world, studying human resources at the University of Toronto, neurological programming in California, training and development in Washington, and being also certified in strategic business management at Harvard. And currently, she's looking for topics related to organizational psychology and psychoanalysis. What a pleasure to have you here, Veronica, and thank you for joining uh, me with Leslie and Roz today. And I'm going to lead in with a question about challenges. So what do you see as the real challenge right now? Wow, that's a good start, Sylvia. There are so many challenges right now, thinking about leadership and the organizations. And I will point out some of them that I think I have in mind. And today I have my own team. I would say it's related to remote and virtual teams, right? So especially after the pandemic, it is a new reality. And how can we still engage, motivate, and build a team thinking that now we are working also remotely, right? Not so much face-to-face. -face. So that would be a big challenge. And especially when we think that Today, we have a, a complex business world. Things are changing very fast. So how can we align and make good decisions when we have so many changes going on all the time, right? And if I have my team in different parts of Brazil right now, for example, 
how can I align them so we can make everything happen? I think that is a big challenge, especially thinking about more about the business. But also when we bring it into the teams, I would say that we are facing at the moment different generations working together at the same time. And different generations, they have a different background, right? Different ideas and beliefs. And that's also difficult when we think about aligning the way we are going to work and uh, aligning what are some rules, how do we want to work better and things like that. And when I bring it to the individual, I would say that mental health, it's a big issue right now. This is a society issue, I would say, but we are facing it inside the companies as well, right? So how, how can we as leaders also take care of our team? So we have them there as much as we can, right? Um, so these are the first one that came into mind. And I think together with all of this, how can I still retain people inside the company, right? Because it will influence everyone. And yeah. as a leader, sometimes it takes a long time to train someone, to get someone like to fit with the organizational culture. And then if we lose this person, you start all over again. So it will be all together. I would say these are the first first things that came into my mind. I agree with all of those challenges that you have highlighted, Veronica, and there I no I noted like three or four of them. As a leader, what do you think is the first step or what kind of strategy would you employ in order to um, start to deal with those challenges? Well, I would say that first of all, we need to be clear about our own purpose. Right. So my purpose as a leader, but also thinking about the team or an organization, why do we exist? How do we want to contribute in the way we are, right? Where we are today as a business. Together with that, there will be like the strategy. So what's the strategy we are going to implement? But a strategy will not happen if we don't have uh, a culture. So the organizational culture is related to behaviors we expect to everyone in the team, in the business, so the strategy can happen. Right. And when I think about culture, I would say it's not just defining the culture and communicating it, but it should be like a culture management because it's a process, right? So how can we have different rituals that will reinforce our culture how are we going to align everyone in the same culture so this is the part that i would say it's really important in every business looking to the behavior part as well and for that what i would add is that if we as leaders if we build a safety psychological environment there's a place where everyone We'll build it together. We can contribute. Because if there's not a place where I can say what I think, 
And sometimes what I'm going to say is not what you want to hear, but it's important, right? If I don't have this, this space, right, this place, yeah. probably many mistakes will happen. Things are going on and, and we are not growing. So today, when I think about my team and, and we have, we built this psychological safety environment together, we did it together. Today, they feel very free, for example, very safe to give me feedback. Good. And I also need to receive feedback as a leader because sometimes I don't see something I'm doing. It's not helping or I could improve. But if I don't build this with my team, we will have the challenges. We will face them. I will try to do my best, but I will be alone. And perhaps I will be doing most of the mistakes inside the team. So I would say that would be something very important for us to build. That's really interesting. Uh, a few years ago, I did a lot of research into risk and return. And one of the things that we noticed with all of that, you're talking about building trust and, and a person really needs to feel that trust in order for them to take a risk. And risk is really what moves us forward. And what we were finding is that people were perceiving that the benefit from taking a risk and winning was far less than taking that risk and it not working out or losing. They felt like they were punished more than they were rewarded. And therefore, things would come to a standstill because nobody was willing to take the risk. They did not feel safe enough to take those risks. So I think yeah. that you're right. I think that's really important. So in order to be the leader or a leader, which you have very well articulated the challenges of today, the uncertainties, the global aspect of it, the generations, uh, the speed that everything's going at. And you've talked clearly about needing a plan or a strategy or an approach. What is the most important thing or, and, and this is a personal question to you, Nika, because it's about you as a leader, but what is the one thing that you do as a leader so that you can actually get to know something about your followers? Okay. Well, first I would say like for me personally, the most important part about leadership is reading who is in front of you. Because leadership is about relationship. It's about influence. And nobody will follow you if they don't trust you. So yeah. we, we really need to build trust. That's the first thing, right? Okay, so, so having said that, let me give you a couple of scenarios. So let's say you have sitting in front of you, a handsome, young, well-educated guy who's 40 or 35. Uh, and he doesn't really get 
exactly at that age how 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 much potential he has okay what what i heard you say is that you're listening to him so you can see this potential dripping off him all over the place and and i'm making an assumption here but i do know you reasonably well i know you go straight for that if you see the potential you go right into that place and have that meaningful conversation so my question of you is as you as veronica as the person i've known for 15 years and the fun we've had and the learning we've done and the stuff you've done what's the one thing that is your silver bullet to get these followers or this guy or this person in whatever situation to trust you fast we we don't have time to talk for 50 hours before you're going to have a cup of coffee with me. We got to get there as fast as we can. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um as I said, like reading this person, getting to know them is important, but I would say what I do That's it. I put That's myself it. out there as who I am. And okay. sometimes being vulnerable in front of this person. Like being letting fine. them know being yeah. open, like, yeah. and just letting them know what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, sometimes letting them know something about my own story, where I did right, where I did wrong, where I didn't see my own potential, and someone pointed out. So I think when you really bring into the conversation who you are, the other side will open up at some point. Right. Yeah. And then we can have real conversations. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say, and I agree with it if I'm getting this, is that as a leader, you must know something about the inside game of your follower. And the way that you get there, uh, of course, is by paying attention and coming to some kind of a conclusion. And then opening up your inside game to them. Yes, I would say that's that's the way I do it. I really like what you said, though. Um, it you know just to be open and be who you are and be vulnerable and really listening, right? Like it's about being there and really hearing the other person. That's what brings the trust and compassion yes. and no judgment and that's great and, and and i would say that this perhaps was a big change thinking about leadership and leadership development perhaps at the past we always imagined that the leader was the one with all the answers and i have to show my my story everything i did right and you know my cv and today perhaps it's the other way around right who am I? Um, I remember as a consultant delivering training in the past, usually the first slide was my CV. <laughs> no, now I never show my CV anymore. I just go in as being myself and yeah. then we build on top of it. 
So, so just an addendum to that. Um, how important for you, Nika, in doing your job, okay, in in feeling that you're safe, that you're being back, um, for you to understand or be flexible in your own style? I would say that that's a, a, a great question, thinking about me, because the last time I had a team building with my team, they, at the end, we would uh, give to each other like a character from Disney or someone like a celebrity character that represents this person, all right? Okay. So oh. we, we would give to each other showing their main talent. And my team, they gave me a character. Um, it's called Mowgli. Do you know Mowgli yeah. in English? Yes. <laughs> and they told me that it's because I can talk with all the different animals in the forest. <laughs> okay, so exactly. Perfect. Perfect. So when they did that and you guys finished doing that, how did that shift you in terms of your vision, your style, your relationships with them? Um, I think when they did it and it was so clear right, once they yeah, said yeah. it, I wasn't so clear about it, right? So it was a feedback I received for them from them. So I think it made me more aware about the importance of being flexible and having this flexible style. So for example, today, most of my team, like we work remotely, but I know which one are the ones that I have like to have more meetings or less meetings. Or sometimes just sending like a WhatsApp message, you know, how are you? Just want to say hello. Sometimes I don't do it with all of them, but for some of them, it makes a big difference. So being aware that I had this capability, right? I, I really saw how much it makes like a big difference on right. building this team. Right. So... I think it, it makes me try it more often with different tools, but being flexible, right? And and the other thing that I'm seeing, just by way of feedback to what you're saying and, and your story and, and what you're sharing, is the perfect, perfect example of how... Uh, I'll use the word sponsorship, how as leaders, we need to sponsor our people. But the second part of it is they need to sponsor us. So then we can sponsor them better. And that is about partnership. It's much bigger than relationship. But, but in the world and with a lot of the work that I'm doing now with very senior people, um, what is in their way is the psychological aspect, okay? They're afraid to be vulnerable. They're afraid to ask. They're unsure of how to respond. 
And so they shift into a unilateral um, way of asking for things. And that causes so much trouble. You can take a team that's working really well with a leader who is being, in other words, phony and dictating. And the team will then, in response, step back five places. And then a lot of them, the smart ones, the well-educated ones, the highly paid ones, simply say to themselves, I'm out of here. Because I am not being acknowledged. I am not visible. I am not feeling good about this. I am not getting attention to the things I need to do to contribute. And then, well, you know what happens then. I remember Leslie and I <laughs> running a few big projects. And of course, it's all about teams and sub-teams. And we finally got this thing to work. And we were so happy. And two days later, one of the lead horses decided to quit. And I still remember going to her and sitting down and saying, so-and-so's quit. And of course, she's very smart and very calm. Well, you can't control that. Why do they think they should have a life? <laughs> because, you know, we as leaders are only ever as good as our followers are in doing their work. You know, we can't be any better than that. And they won't do work if we tell them you got to do this and you and micromanage them and have punishing meetings. You know, those they'll slide back down, not go up. And of course, you know, Nika, I think we've all talked about this, but as leaders, we don't have any power. You know, the 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 job we have is to generate a sense of loyalty and trust and future for these people. And if we do that, they won't leave us. And I think there's a million stories out there. I had a couple of experiences myself where I built teams into a really high-performing place, and they were ready to go. You know, they, they they really needed to move ahead. They were, they wouldn't leave. <laughs> we don't want to go. So, and that, of course, is another challenge. But today, the psychological, um, the, the inside psychological issues that people are dealing with around family and money and health and violence and uncertainty and climate change, and it's all over the world. And it's very difficult for people to show up and be able to handle stuff. Yes, and, and I believe like the work is a place where we can feel that we, we are able to do something, to deliver right. something. So it builds a lot about ourselves like the identity we build about ourselves usually it's related a lot about work right where we right. deliver something and if you are a leader that 
doesn't give a space for people to be themselves, to have voice, to bring ideas, to have certain autonomy, to create and to build something, we will be killing them from inside yeah. out, you know? So yeah. I think that is the point where we really need to, to see who is in front of us and acknowledge them as a person, not just a resource, right? right. So many times we say it's a resource. No, it's a person. What I'm hearing you say as well is that we have to get over our, our own biases and beliefs and, and really be ourselves and not put ourselves into an image of a leader that we may have formed for whatever reasons. Would you agree with that statement that our leadership styles are influenced by our own biases and beliefs? Yes, I would. Uh, if we think about beliefs coming before our behaviors, right? So they are the reason why we act the way we act, right? So it's all related to our own beliefs and they are formed since we are very little, right? So what did we learn about leadership, right? And then it will influence the way we behave. And I would say like working now with leadership development, every time I will bring up something related to beliefs and to biases yeah. to, because some of them, they are unconscious, but sometimes when you start talking about the leaders start realizing and you cannot develop a capability if you don't change your own belief right. about it. Right. Um, a typical example, like when we talk about feedback, if I think that feedback will break my relationship with another person or the other person will not motivate themselves anymore, so I will not give feedback. I can teach the best tool of feedback to these leaders, but they will not do it, right? right. So that would be something very important for us in our role to rethink our own biases and our own assumptions because Imagine that they were formed in a time. So, for example, if I think about 10 years ago, I was a kind of leader that today I'm not the same leader. Right. And I need to change because the world is changing, right? So if you just get stuck and say, oh, that's what I believe, that's how it works, this right. is my identity as a leader, and I don't change, I will have problems. Because yeah. a new generation is coming in, we have new business models, so we need to change our own assumptions as well. And if we are aware as leaders, we will notice when when something it's it's when they are holding back. Yeah. And yeah. How can yeah. we yeah. <laughs> how can we help them to to bring it out? You know, so it's yeah. very interesting to 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 see. And we have to talk about it because yeah. if we don't talk about it, we cannot build it with them. Uh, last week, like one one of my followers is the youngest one. He gave me two feedbacks right last week about something that that I did that happened. And I could feel that it was so uncomfortable for him, you know? So when I notice it, I ask him, 
And he looked at me and said, yes, because you work so hard. And then I'm coming in with more feedback. I said, never think like that. I work hard, but I want to do it the best way I can. So please, we have to have an agreement that you will always bring what you think. He said, yeah, it's okay. Okay. We have an agreement. But yeah. see, we have to point it out as leaders. Right? Yes. Yes. And, and that's the difference between a conversation that is about permissions uh, at a human level and a meeting that is a punishing meeting about behaviors which um, somebody doesn't like. So you're fabulous, dear. You're, you're even actually more fabulous than you were. I, we must talk. I, I need to know what you did. <laughs> yes, it was, it was really great. Thank you so much, Veronica. It was a real pleasure to have you on our show and look forward to connecting with you in the future as well. And uh, thanks. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me here. Um, I think it's been a great project talking about this, this podcast. Uh, I, I'm saying this because work is a very important part of our life. And I truly believe that leaders can make us come home happy, enthusiastic, and having a great life also in our personal life. And sometimes leaders can make us come home miserable, right? Mm -hmm. And it will also affect our personal life. So I truly believe that giving materials, content, leadership trainings, everything related to that can really help us as a society, as a whole. Congratulations on the project you're doing. Thank you. Very nice. And thank you for your contribution. You have a great contribution to this program as well. So thanks. Yeah, thanks for making the time for us. That was was lovely to meet you. Thank you for listening to episode four. For our next episode, we have invited a great entrepreneur, an educator, and a lifelong learner, Andy Williams. Andy will be sharing his journey into stepping into leadership. So stay tuned and find us where you get your podcast. Thank you.